people, 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 good morning, good morning, good morning. You already know who it is, man, Arsenio Buck. We're reporting live again from Bangkok. Guys, you're probably listening to me right now. I'm just so excited. Oh, my God, man. I don't know what it is. Maybe I uh, I woke up. Well, actually, let me give you some stories, and I'm going to hop back into this Dale Carnegie book. But, boy, I'm so excited. I think I'm just excited over the fact that I've made up in my mind that I will be moving into this gorgeous condo. Oh, my God. Woo! If you guys do not follow me on Instagram or Twitter or any of those, please do. And you guys can see some of these things. See, you know when you walk into a place, I love this place. So, obviously, me moving into Bangkok is the ultimate priority right now. Regardless, this is the number one priority. So, when you get your priorities straight, you could say, okay, if I'm going to be working every morning, I'm going to have to get up very early to work out and to work at these big, massive projects. I want to be within the city limits. I don't want to have to travel and deal with these traffic jams and deal with the guy that has a very loose foot or a very heavy foot on the pedal that keeps going, er, 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 and then by the end of the goddamn ride, you want to throw up all over the place. No, 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 no. You want to make it easy for yourself. See, I got that country. I don't know where this country accent's coming from. It's goddamn annoying. But you know what? I sound good. But anyways, I want to make it easy for myself. So, man, I checked out this condo yesterday. The man walked in. He's like, hey, how you doing, Ar- you know, how you doing, Arsenio? Then another girl came in. She actually, she's one of the sellers or something there. Boy, we went up the elevator. I was like, God damn, this is state of the art. And you know what? Online it said it was only three years, you know, three years new. Apparently, it's only one year. But, man, we went into this room. Oh, you walk right into the living room. You got a smart TV to the right. You got a couch to the left. Again, you guys will see the pictures on uh, the Arsenio Buckshire. Just check uh, the Twitter. The Arsenio Buck Show on Instagram, Arsenio Buck Show on Twitter. Oh, my God. The kitchen is the bomb. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. All this kitchenette. Got a microwave toaster. Even a damn kettle. Oh, my God. The washing machine. Basically, outside the window, you have a green area overlooking everything. It's very quiet. The bedroom, the bed, the extra storage, the bathroom, the this, the that, the facilities, the weight room, the, the, the swimming pool. The Oh, my God. In the heart of Bangkok, it just doesn't even seem like that. Even the BTS, the SkyTrain station, I was like, what the hell? It was just completely different from the uh, from the majority of the other um, SkyTrain stations. It was, it's very long, it's very empty, it doesn't have, they don't sell anything there. It's very, I don't know, it's a very interesting place, but boy, it's right outside the craziness. And my aunt was like, is that even Thailand? I was like, hey, you'll be surprised, man. There's some gorgeous ass condos here in Thailand. Oh, my God. So I wake up this morning. I made a decision in my head. I said, well, you know what the goal is to get to Thailand anyways. It's better commuting out of Bangkok rather than commuting in in the morning. I want to make my life easier in the morning and then in the evening, regardless if traffic is there or not. And from basically, if I get off at 7.40 p.m., I'll get home by about 9 p.m. or whatnot. It's still going to be a little bit easy just because I am no longer commuting very, very early in the morning. That's number one. Number two, there's no Bangkok, uh, there's no traffic going into Bangkok in the morning. So I said, okay. And so I'm just asking him for the final steps. And then uh, I'm contacting a couple of people to help me move and do this and do that. And oh, God, I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready for the new life. Guys, I am just so grateful this morning. As you can hear in the tone of my voice. And it's good to be live again. And it's good to be had. It's good that people are listening to me in the UK. And there's so many different places. I don't know what's going on. But you know what? Shout out to my Singaporeans, Jamaicans, who are listening on SoundCloud. Shout out to the crazies who are listening 
to me on YouTube. Shout out to my folks on iTunes. Shout out to my folks on whatever media. God damn it. Sorry, guys. There's just stuff flying all over the place. I don't know. There's dust everywhere. It's disgusting. Oh, my God. Anyways, I'm glad I'm getting out of here. So, with that being said, guys. Oh, welcome to the new life. And I got some other things I need to talk about in terms of traveling, stuff like that, uh, in terms of relationships. I got to do a little bit of a ramble, as a matter of fact. I don't want to go on too much of a stingent right now. So I'm just going to leave you guys with that. But you know what? As I think about this, SoundCloud, there is a particular book by the name of Dell Carnegie, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. I did a full book review on that. And SoundCloud... I guess it's one of those it's one of those websites and whatnot that they do a big massive streaming, so there are a lot of book reviews on there. Little did I know that this, along with the Tim Ferriss uh, Ten Questions of His Tribe of Mentors, there are a lot of things in terms of these books on SoundCloud. So I'm like, okay, well you know what? I did not finish Dale Carnegie's How to you, you know How to Win and Influence People. I didn't finish it. I stopped with probably three, two to three chapters left. So today, I'm going to do chapter eight, tomorrow chapter nine, Friday full book review, Into the Material Mask, which I've already recorded the podcast for both tomorrow and Saturday. Now I need to do the full book review, which I think I will be doing live. Yes, yes, there's a good chance I'll be doing it live. Well, it depends. It depends how much time I got today and how much of a role I'm on this morning, which I think I'm going to be on a very, 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 very good role this morning. Uh, but anyways, guys, I'm going to finish off this book. Three days, Dale Carnegie. Two days weekend, as always. Material Mass. A little bit of the Ty Lopez going on. A couple other things. <laughs> That's going to be an interesting podcast. Uh, and I still need to go on a rant with the Material Mask. Um, and then we'll be getting back into Napoleon Hill on Monday. I can promise you that. So... With that being said, people, let's get into this. Make the fault seem easy to correct. Let me give you an example. Teachers, yes, teachers I've worked with, teachers I work with, teachers I've worked with in the past, teachers, uh, teachers all over the world. They're very prone to always say, oh my God, why did you say that? There's one particular teacher <clears throat> that I do not know, that I do not see often, that I do not particularly care about, that I do not give a damn about, that does not even exist to me. This man, if a per, if a child, okay, so basically your two B verbs, right? I am, you are, we are, they are, he is, she is, it is, correct? Correct mundo. okay? If a student an- answers or says I are or we, you know, or we is or something by mistake, he says, why did you say that? Well, I don't understand. Why did you say that? He jumps all over the student and make them feel like a piece of shit. Excuse my French. This is the problem with these pseudo professionals and these teachers probably all around the world because they think that, oh my God, it's all about academics. If she does not say I are right, she is going to fail at life. Boy, sit your ass down. Boy, that was the, that was the, that was the uh, African-American that just came out in me. It's so annoying. That people blow up some of the smallest things and they just take a, strip away all the confidence from people. This could be in any field of on divorce. Am I right? So here we go. Here we go. There was, a, uh, there was someone taking dancing lessons, okay? Here's a story. 
So this person that was taking dances lesson, the dancing lessons, the teacher didn't like the way he was dancing. He was saying, oh my God, your steps are off. This is off. This is off. And then next thing you know, he said, to hell with you. I'm going to switch teachers. And so we did. The next teacher may have been lying about how bad this particular individual was. But this particular individual liked it. You know what? It, it and and what this dance teacher said to this individual is like, hey, you know what? You got some old fashioned, you know, you know, you're very old fashioned. You got this going, you got this going, but the fundamentals were all right. And you know what? She even assured the man that he wouldn't have any trouble learning a few new steps. The first teacher had discouraged him by emphasizing the mistakes. This new teacher did the opposite. She kept praising the things. He did right in minimizing the errors. And you know what? The woman even said, you know what? You have a natural sense of rhythm, she assured him. You really are a natural-born dancer. See, these are the suggestions. This is what you should do when you are a teacher of any field of on divorce. See, that the common sense was telling him and has always told him that he was not a very good dancer. But at the same time, when he started hearing what this lady was saying about him, he was like, oh, my God, am I really a good dancer? Yes, you are. You could learn just as everyone else has learned. Shit, if we could learn how to crawl and walk at a very early age, we could learn to do anything right now. Man, I know people who speak probably between five and ten languages. Now, of course, there's always someone that's going to say, no, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Like there was one particular individual. No offense. This guy was great. But it just seemed like he wasn't given that much positive reinforcement in terms of a personal training class. And, you know, he just kept saying, oh, do this and do that and do this and do that. Everything had to be very, very concise and precise. And I was like, oh, my God, shut up by the end of it. You know what I mean? Hell of a workout, but not that much positive reinforcement. There was no like, okay, come on. Okay, keep your back straight. Good, good. There was none of that. He's like, no, do this, do this, do this, do that, do this. Everything was wrong. See, that's not how you do it. That's not how you teach. I hope there's a lot of teachers, especially out here in Thailand, who are listening to me. Because it's damn annoying when you could when you continue to just pummel students with endless insults and criticisms and oh my god, why, why are you doing that? I don't understand that. Shut just you need to give positive reinforcement. That builds the confidence within an individual. That's the ultimate Confidence is one of the biggest factors in humanity. It's not about I are or you know uh, we is and oh that that's easy to correct. You you just you just say this. Oh, I am. You echo the correct thing in which they're trying to say or write. You just echo it and say, you know what? You're a very good individual. And remember what I told you in this same book, if you continue to build upon your this and this and this and that, instead of saying but, say and. Remember when I said that. You are a very powerful speaker, and if you continue to build on your to- your tonality and et cetera, et cetera, you're going to be the best. Instead of saying, you're a very good speaker, but your tone is not very good. Oh my God, there's always the losers out there that say this, don't they? See... At any And this man that was actually taking those dancing lessons, she said, at any rate, I know I'm a better dancer than I would have been if she hadn't told him or told me 
This is, she was saying it at the time of speaking. I had a natural sense of rhythm. See, that encouraged me. That gave me hope. That made me want to improve. See, guys, tell your child. See, I wrote this in the description. Tell your child, your spouse, or your employee that he or she is stupid or dumb at a certain thing, has no gift for it, and is doing it all wrong, and you have destroyed almost every incentive to try to improve. But you know what? However, you can fix this, my foolish beans. But use this opposite technique. Be liberal liberal with your encouragement. Make the thing seem easy to do. Let the other person know that you have faith in his or her ability to do it. And you know what? It's all about, and that person just has an undeveloped flair. So you pour some fuel on that flare, what's it going to turn into? A big fire, isn't it? Obviously, everyone has gotten good at practice. That's all there is to it. See, some individuals should not be teachers. There are a lot of people who should not be doing some things out there because they don't give that much encouragement. As a teacher, do not point at the faults. There is a, There are other ways of giving constructive criticism by saying and not saying but because when you say but that goes off in the other individual's mind saying oh i knew i messed up no use and oh so here we go dale carnegie he was talking about his son david in 1970 okay he's 15 years old at the time he came he went on to live with him in cincinnati okay he uh he was living a rough life in 1958 his uh well, hold on. So, yeah, 1958, I guess he was three years old. His head was cut open in a car accident, leaving a very, very bad scar on his forehead in 1960. His mother and obviously Del Carnegie divorced, and they ultimately ended up moving to Dallas, Texas. And he, the little boy, ended up moving to Dallas, Texas with his mother at the time until he was 15. He spent most of his years in special classes for slow learners in, in the Dallas school system. See, you put individuals into a special class, they're going to believe that they are special people. If you say, you know what, you're just a slow learner, don't even say that. Just say, you know what, we're going to speed up this process. It's no such thing as a special needs class. Everyone has special needs. Man, I see a lot of people out here and I see a lot of people in the White House who have a lot of special needs. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that could be debatable. I don't give a damn. There's a lot of people around the world who are just like, I have nuclear bombs and I want to kill. They got special needs. Everyone has special needs. Everyone needs a butt rub, a massage. Everyone's, don't put a student into a special needs class. Because once you put them into a special needs class, what does that indicate? Oh, I'm not good enough. If you put them on the short bus, what does that indicate? Oh, I'm with all these other students who also have a short mind. Oh my God, America does it all wrong. I'm going on a rant. Here we go. So let's just say this. The school administrators, everyone decided to put him into, they, they said that he had a, a, because that brain injury, they said he couldn't function at a normal level. This is one of the biggest problems with the school system in America. You basically say, you know what? No, you're not too good. You're going to have to go with all the other special, special quote unquote, special students. <sighs> he was two years behind his age group, so basically if you're in 8th grade and you're 13, he was basically 15 in the 8th grade. So, he did not know his multiplication tables, added, he added from his fingers, okay, like a lot of people do. I know doctors that add from their fingers. I know TV representatives that add from their fingers. That doesn't mean anything. Quote, 
there was one positive point in this individual. He loved to work on radio and TV sets. He wanted to become a TV technician. This young boy, yes. So, basically, Dale went on to encourage his son, you know what, hey, we're going to fix your math, we're going to qualify you, and we're going to get you into training. And you know what, he ended up deciding to help him. Yes, his father ended up deciding to help his own son in becoming proficient. So, he got four sets of flashcards, started doing the multiplication, division, addition, and subtraction. And you know what? When he started going through the cards, we put the correct answers in a discard stack. So when David missed one, he gave him the correct answer and then put the card in the repeat stack until there were no cards left. And he made a big deal out of each card he got right, particularly if he had missed it previously. Each night, they would go through the repeat stack over and over and over until there were no cards left. Each night, he timed the exercise with the stopwatch. He promised David that when he could get all the cards correct in eight minutes with no incorrect answers, we would basically quit doing it every night. It seemed impossible for David at the time, obviously. The first night, it took 52 minutes. The second night, 48. Then 45, 44, 41. Then under 40 minutes. Celebrated each reduction as you should. Celebrate all the micro wins. And you know what? He would call his wife back in Dallas and he'd say, hey, you know what? They would hug. They would dance. They would do all these things. And it's that positive reinforcement saying, oh, my God, I understand this. This is really great. I'm doing good. At the end of the month, they were all doing that. Basically, his son was doing that stack of cards perfectly under eight minutes. You know what? When he made a small improvement, he would ask to do it again. He had made the fantastic discovery that learning was easy and fun. Naturally, his grades in algebra took a jump. It's amazing how much easier algebra was for him. He could multiply. He astonished himself by bringing a home of B in math. It never happened before. Other changes started to become, you, you know, they, they started to come rapidly. His reading improved rapidly. And he began to use his natural talents in drawing. Later in the school year, his science teacher assigned him to develop an exhibit. He chose to develop a highly complex series of models to demonstrate the effect of levers. It required, not, it required skill not only in drawing and model, and, and basically model making, but in applied mathematics. Took the first, he got first place in it, the competition, and won the third prize for the entire city of Cincinnati. See, here was a kid who flunked two grades, who had been told... He was brain damaged, who had been called Frankenstein by his classmates and told his brains must have leaked out of the cut of his head. Suddenly, he discovered he could really learn and accomplish things. See, the result from the last quarter of the eighth grade all the way through high school, he never failed to make the honor roll in high school. He was elected, hey, you know what, to the National Honor Society. Once he found out that learning was easy, his whole life changed. See, if you want to help others to improve, remember, use encouragement. Make the fault seem easy to correct. There should not be any special needs classes. There should not be any short buses. Human beings and children are children. Some might need a little bit more attention. I could, tell, I, boy, I could go to some African-American communities and Anglo-American communities and a lot of different communities where a lot of students need more attention. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they are special. 
They just, hey, you know what? They need a mentor. That is it. And as a teacher, you should be able to mentor them. As an employee, you should be able to mentor other people if they need help. Do not give criticism. Don't say, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? Oh, I don't think you're very good. Oh, I don't think you're very academic. I don't think you're this. I don't think you're that. Luckily, I'm able to, you know, separate mere information, also known as bullshit, from facts. So when that time comes and I say, <laughs> look at me now. But it's not even about that. It's not even about proving the other people wrong. But a lot of people do not know how to use criticism. Use encouragement and say, you know what? I think you can improve in this area. No, not even that. That Say, hey, check this out. Do this. Do that. Do this. And you'll be much better. That's all you got to do. That's all you have to do. But a lot of people just don't do it. But you can take that step right now, today, to start doing it. And I encourage all of you to. So, with that being said, people, boom, that's your podcast for this morning. Got a lot of things coming. Got a pre-recorded podcast coming up on Thursday. I'm guessing to have very, very big news very, very soon. So, I'm going to be making a podcast extremely soon. Uh, Probably at the end this evening. Maybe, 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 maybe. Or even uh, tomorrow evening. It depends. Yeah, because tomorrow evening I'm basically free. So, guys, stay tuned for that. We got a lot of things we got to go over. We got a lot of things we need to talk about. And I'm so happy for all of you to be on board. If you guys got any questions, tune in. Let me know. Talk to me. It does not matter. Just talk to me. And until then, baby, have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening. And as always, this is your host, Arsenio. Over and out.